Welcome to Heroes of the Realm. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Jason He. Before we begin today's story, I'd like to thank our sponsors, the Duke and Duchess Lambequin and their fleet of swift merchant vessels. When your shipment absolutely must arrive unscathed and on time, only a Lambequin merchant vessel will suffice. Mention this podcast at the Lambequin offices in Felsport and Ostmith for insider deals. This week's story documents the dramatic end of the adventurer Enyo del Tarnasio. Enyo is better known by the title he assumed when granted authority by the High Lord of the Realm to rebuild Briar's Glen after the devastating conclusion of the War of the Wastes. And now, the humbled Lord Tarnath is subject to the mercy of our heroes after House Tarnath's crushing defeat. On an empty street in a quiet part of Briar's Glen, our heroes are gathered in a resistance safe house. Smoke and motes of glitter obscure the summer sun, a reminder that the morning's rebel victory during the Liberation Day Parade. Prince Inserio lies dead, a knife plunged into his heart from resistance cell leader Tetra and the mysterious fourth man when they overpowered our hero's allies Dylan, Dashuri, and Havram to kill Tarnath's younger son. Lord Tarnath, dressed in commoner's garb, genuflects before the party with Athenia's blade at his throat. Having surrendered his sword to Zerdin, the once powerful lord reminisces of the glory days of his court, asking the bard for one final song. I shall give you a song, Tarnath, so you shall feel the pain of the men, women, and child who lived under your boot, whose lives, whose hopes, whose dreams were shredded, so you shall feel their pain. Perhaps you were my finest achievement. The party argues over Tarnath's fate. Zerdin advises mercy for his former patron. Athenia declares that one who would imprison the innocent and enslave children for his so-called arts will never be forgiven. During the debate, Finn's snakeskin bag buzzes with agitation. Finn opens the bag and the fairy sprite, purest drop of Mountain Dew, darts out, stinging Lord Tarnath in the throat with her blade. The once great adventurer convulses on the floor as fairy poison courses through his veins. Athenia thrusts the tip of Sentinel, her magic sword, through Tarnath's ribcage and ends the tyrant's life. With no time for contemplative silence, the party hears shouting from Tarnath Manor. Racing across town, they spot flames shooting from the towers and smoke filling the courtyard. The commoners of Briar's Glen are looting and vandalizing the opulent palace. Tarnath's statue of Tenris, a replica of the legendary crystalline dragon sculpture of Canavalar, has been toppled. Gustav's topiary snow whale brought in its place by the jubilant rebels. 
The people of Briar's Glen casually depart from the manor with tapestries, treasures, and food. We're taking back what's ours and letting the rest go up in flames. One looter recognizes Zerdin and offers a sack of silverware for his heroism, but Zerdin declines. The animated tuber, Root, picks up a silver cup from the ground and holds it close to his chest. Rather than intervene, our heroes watch as Tarnath Manor burns to the ground. In the following days, those who fell upon the Liberation Day parade grounds are laid to rest and our heroes mourn the sacrifice of Caitlin and Axel, legionnaires turned resistance fighters. Zerdin mediates a dispute between Turk, an honorable veteran, and Lenta, the warden of the Vogel Woods, who disagree over the fate of Tarnath and his son's final resting place. You wish to sully the ground with the remains of tyrants? What justice is this? Zerdin gives an impassioned argument, and Lenta reluctantly agrees to the bard's plan to bury them in unmarked graves. Lenta then escorts our heroes to the scorched earth that once was the mystical Vogel Woods. Mountain Dew and her fairy companions are despondent over the loss of their home. Gustav responds by designing an arrangement of saplings where the oldest grove once stood. Planting a seedling in the middle, Gustav channels nearly all of his life force through the finger of Mossbeard the Ent. Held up by Root and Alar, the exhausted Gustav declares, This shall become an arboretum for the fairies. The six sprites then ask Finn if they can travel inside his reversible snake and ratskin bag with a promise to be returned to Gustav's arboretum in the spring. The provincial government arrives to assess the situation. With House Tarnath no longer in power, the magistrate, Karina Vasur, arrives with Eisenbert Lambequin. For their contribution of ships towards the defense of the realm, the Duke and Duchess Lambequin have been granted authority to restore Briar County, and Eisenbert has been named steward of Briar County. Eisenbert melts at Gustav's flattery. Athenia is aghast, but the young nobleman, Humbly honors our heroes in his own fashion. Zerdin, with your endorsement, I can restore fair and equitable trade to this county. After House Tarnath's depredations, this plan represents a great justice. Is it not so? In exchange for his endorsement, Zerdin demands that the people's voice be truly represented. Eisenbert forms a democratic council of the people alongside a trust fund to rebuild the county. Gifts and stories are exchanged, and numerous celebrations fill the summer nights. The celebrations are interrupted when Athenia receives a message in her pigeon from her mother, requesting the half-elven princess's presence at the Temple of the Cascades on the autumnal equinox. Peace talks between the elves and the realm are coming, and it is necessary to divine a prophecy in the still waters of the Mirror Pond. Daughter, there are many forces that conspire to disrupt the negotiations with the humans. Together, we shall consult the Mirror Pond to guide us through dangerous paths. 
Eisenbert offers our heroes swift passage north on one of his family's few remaining intact ships after a great sea battle with the elves sunk half the Romish fleet. He also shares news of the radical wizard Nascimento Pilar. She was last seen in the northern port town of Ostmouth, instigating, no doubt. With the summer days growing shorter, our heroes prepare for the journey north towards the fractured elvish ley line in search of Nascimento. Join us next time for more tales of valor from the Heroes of the Realm. Thank you.